0: We used all of our good banter in the first, uh, you know, 20 minutes that I was here. Well, that's true. But, you know, I mean, some of that, but some of what you're bantering about is not stuff that should, you know, uh, is not stuff that I would want to. Airing. Yeah. No dirty laundry in no, the banter. No airing of dirty laundry. No dirty laundry in the banter. And, and even in terms of like the little snippet that I'll cut out and put at the front of the, yeah, no. Believe me, it smells. <laughs>
1: it needs some airing.
0: Yeah, well, Yeah. Uh, well, we'll save that for another time. In another we, are, place. we are not nearly <laughs> anonymous enough for that. Yes. Well, hello there and welcome back to another episode of Scouting Stuff You Should Know. This is going to be roughly... Episode. Actually, this is going to be episode 44. You're sure? And I, I am sure, and I'll get into the reasons for why that is. But first. But who, first. Who are you? Well, I, I continue to be uh, Scouter Ken. And you, who are you? Uh, I continue to be Scouter Colin. Excellent. So, hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you for joining us for another uh, week. Well, I guess every two weeks, but whatever. Eh, eh. The point is, hi. We're glad you're here. We're glad to be here. It's yes. all good. Uh yeah, so the reason this is episode 44 is because I, you know, somewhere in this basement, there is a gray hard drive. It's a mm. USB external hard drive. It is somewhere, and on it, I am pretty sure, is a complete and intact backup of the episode that I did with our lovely and talented ASM Regan Coyne.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I have not yet located it. I bet you it's in the last place you'll look. It always <laughs> will be, yes. Just <laughs> just by definition, because then I will stop looking. <laughs> But, uh, I, you know, to be honest, like, it's just been so discombobulated over the last well, couple of weeks anyways. Mm, cause yeah, there's there's a, a new addition. To a it. new wee Bobby in yeah. the house, yes. yes. Yes, congratulations. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. So that was, and actually the night we're recording this, so that was two weeks ago tonight that mm-hmm. we uh, welcomed William into the world. Mm-hmm. And he's upstairs right now, hopefully sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, that's been... That's been a wild couple of weeks. So we won't fault
1: you for not being able
0: to find a hard drive in your house at this particular moment. No, I mean, <laughs> if we're still having this conversation a month from now, then something is clearly going. Uh, well,
1: even that. a month from now, I, I still think I would
0: cut you some slack. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's, it's been good. He's a cutie. And the sisters have mostly taken well to it. You know, so, mm. some some little troubles here and there. But I mean, in terms of how they've manifested themselves is not as bad as it could have been by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. Um, the sisters for the most part just love them to bits and that's good. That is good. Yeah. And I, you know what? That's actually been like the, the sum total of the last two weeks is, is more or less just focusing on that. I haven't actually sat down for, well, interesting note on the other podcast or the gaming oh. podcast. I haven't held a regular recording session for that in almost a month, but that's not to say that I haven't been producing episodes. I released yeah. an episode last week. And I've got another one coming out this week, and mm-hmm. we've actually been using um, a, a tech called Anchor, which is kind of like Instagram for audio. Oh, yes. For lack of any better way of putting it, it's Instagram yeah. for audio. Yeah. Um, and the idea, though, is that, so basically I've set up a little shared account between me and the group that wants to, anybody who wants to contribute to each successive episode. Mm-hmm. And then on Monday, I'll splice it all together well, well on monday i do two things monday first off i start a new topic whatever it is mm-hmm. and then i also pull down all the little snippets because you can record up to five minutes at a shot kay? right you Record up to five minutes yeah. at a time so basically yeah everybody has access everybody who has access to the account can log in they can hear like the last things that people have recorded mm-hmm. and then they can record five minutes and basically the way it kind of works out is that we're asynchronously having this conversation and then i take all of those snippets and edit them together and make it sound a little more like a conversation okay
1: uh, that might prevent
0: a lot of uh, like interruptions and stepping on people's yes. toes and that is what it is going to yeah. it's going to sound much more formal Yes. Um but unlike, that's all right.
1: unlike this podcast Where well, yeah. <laughs> where, 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 where we have uh, we inter- each other really yeah. <laughs> yeah. interjections and yes beating each other over the head with mallets and things but, of that nature. Yes.
0: But uh But so that's been interesting. And mm-hmm. so but it's been keeping it going. And I mean it's just it's an adaptation because then you know like it's nice because I mean if I have five minutes just to spare mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I'd dash off another segment and away we go. That's cool. Um I was gonna ask
1: you, was that um uh, That probably wasn't the same technology that you were trying to use for the. Because uh, I noticed you put it, up a post. It actually of, was. The it was. About,
0: it well, Oh. Well, was okay. That? No. The Jamboree, that's a different piece that, of tech. Okay. Okay. The Jamboree episode that I recorded mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. Last week? Yeah, I guess it was last week. Yeah. We're kind of recording this off cycle, but that's because it kind of falls between, well, babies being born and mm-hmm. vacations being taken. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,. Yeah, the post I posted la- or the episode I posted last week um was a uh, app on my phone called Boss Jock. Oh, okay. And so that that in conjunction with the microphone that uh my wife got me for Christmas or Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Great gift at any rate. It's just sitting on the desk over there. Um little portable mic clips right into the bottom of the iPhone. And then Boss Jock is neat because like it in addition to just being able to record audio, um it also has um, it can also load up what it calls sound cards so mm-hmm. i've got you know the podcast theme music yep. as a sound card and okay. basically i tap record in boss jock i tap the sound card i wait 15 to 20 seconds and then i actually push the microphone record button okay and what it does then is it still plays the sound card in the background mm-hmm. but it once i push the microphone button to talk it ducks it so it basically cuts the uh, oh. the volume okay. on the music. The same mm-hmm. as I do like manually with the podcast here. right? And like when I'm editing it by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the microphone is live at that point and I can talk into it. So mm-hmm. I do. And then when it's all said and done, I mean, at some point then I can like tap the, uh, the, the cart again you're, you're, to make the music fade out. Right. It does about a five second fade out once mm-hmm. I do that. And then again at the end, I can tap it again to bring it back in. Mm-hmm. um and of course once i let go of the microphone button mm-hmm. it it'll bring up the volume brings up the volume again yeah. to full volume and then i just tap it again to fade it out oh. after five seconds slide to finish export mm-hmm. to one and it's done it sounds i'm making it sound more complex than it is but it's basically yeah. just a handful of taps on the screen and i yeah. can dash off an entire episode mm. it's it's the same software that ella and i used at Cabaret, when right we did that little short episode
1: right yeah i was. Uh, i was uh i w- when it, when i noticed that you had posted that i'm like oh that's it got me thinking of uh, my jamboree experiences both with you at uh, at the world jamboree in mm-hmm. in uh, england there and then uh, and then uh, i i had been at a canadian jamboree as well cj93 so that 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 may date me a little bit but you know that's well, did you
0: want to talk about that instead? Because uh, I'm no, more than game to talk about. No, that.
1: I, I, I was hoping that could like be a little bit of a segue into our our topic for the <laughs> uh, see so, so, well, all right. I do have comments and stories, but you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. We can do that another it, time. It, it's all basic standard fare for, for things that I've uh, experienced at, at jamborees. That's for sure. Yeah. Well.
0: Oh my gosh. Anyways. anyways, as both participant and then OOS. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. OOS. Um, all right. What are we talking about? Well, okay. What I had kind of then, what I had suggested maybe talking about tonight was, and it's something we kind of touched on a little bit before Mm -hmm. with the beaver scout camping episode. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, taking now a little bit more broader approach. Um, this was actually something, this is a scouting magazine article that I'm pulling from initially here, uh, which actually published back in 2011. How to help inexperienced scouts with a fear of camping. Ah. And because any scout leader or uh
1: scouter has had that experience before. Yeah. And I mean like whether it be like uh oh, a child experiencing uh, homesickness, you know, or uh or just in general anxiety towards camping, you know, I, I think I think we've all I think we've all experienced it at one point.
0: Yep. And, I mean, like, most youth tend to be gung-ho. That does... Mind that. I don't know what that was. My kids have precariously Uh. stacked things all over the... Oh, it was the... uh, I will try not to knock more things off the
1: the table. Uh, It was just that
0: frozen... (laughs) Some game based on... What's the one with the dice that pop in the middle? Oh, Trouble. Trouble. There we go. Um, Yes. So, anyways. Frozen Trouble. Frozen Trouble. Mm -hmm. Yes. Anyways... Where Thank was you, I? Parker brother. Apparently, there's Florida. an app. Anyways, yeah. <sighs> back, back to topic. Board yeah. game with an app. Why? Why? <laughs> Money. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Um, anyways, yeah. So, uh, and I mean, like, yeah. Most kids do tend to be gung ho for camping. I mean, certainly mm-hmm. my kids. Oh my gosh! The concept, I think, yeah. for
1: for the most part, the concept, is, yes,
0: is very much gung ho. Mm-hmm. But then you do, yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, you can get into that situation then where you uh, once There's, they actually get to the realizing part of yeah. it, you're like, oh, yeah. this is yeah. mommy I and daddy are no yeah. no longer there, and it's really wow, it gets dark here, <laughs> yeah,
1: and and there are there are, they they that security blanket is not not available, and you know. You you have to,
0: uh, you have to learn uh, some coping skills. I think at that point. Yeah. Now, the scouting life, or sorry, scouting life, scouting magazine. So this is from the U.S. side. Um, but they actually went and they spoke with a child, uh, a, a clinical psychologist, mm. um, and also a camp consultant. He works at um, a YMCA camp in New Hampshire. Okay. okay. His yep. name is Dr. Chris Thurber, and he put forth the idea that there's. Roughly three major causes to why um, a scout might be reluctant to go camp it. Okay. Okay. One is temperament. Okay. Like, okay. yeah. So basically this comes down to, or or I guess another way, I, temperament and personality are a little bit different, but mm-hmm. you know, there's some overlap there and it, it basically just comes down to the nature of the youth themselves, right? If they're a more easygoing person or mm-hmm. if they're... Well, yeah, and there's just people who are just disposed toward adventure, you mm-hmm. know? They're just like, yeah. They throw themselves at it, literally. Exactly. Or exactly. off of it, as yes. the case may be. <laughs> off, <laughs> into, yeah, under, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're in, like... Yeah, they go all yeah. in, both feet, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then there's other youth who have much more reluctance, you know? Mm-hmm. They're... Mm-hmm whether that's they're more risk averse or um, or maybe they're more analytical about the thought the the the
1: process right they, mm-hmm. they they like things lined up planned out this is how
0: it's going to go
1: mm-hmm. and once they have that in their head they're usually pretty good about
0: it is but i mean a lot of it just comes down to the approach to to, to just how well they handle novelty you know there's oh, okay. kids who just they mm-hmm. Love the sense of adventure. Well, there's just not just kids, like, there's people in general who are just like, This is an adventure. This is going to be awesome. Let's run with it. And mm-hmm. then there's people who, what this is
1: going to be an adventure. This is doing, horrible. Like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Pressure goes
0: up and they start to get a little bit nervous. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, fair um, and they're just, you know, so there's some people who are just like, Yeah, let's do this anyways. Mm-hmm. And there's some people who are just like, Whoa, wait, I have no idea what we're getting into here. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like shyness, but it's not the same thing. Right. You know, like there's right. actually almost, uh, some of the physiological responses are consistent more with like panic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially once your blood pressure is getting up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a mini
1: panic attack or something, yeah.
0: And I mean, hopefully, if a kid is displaying this, mm-hmm. it's going to be obvious. You know, there's going to be a real pattern break with how they usually behave. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, though one so, would think that would be the, the case, right? Yeah. Um, so that's the first cause it's mm-hmm. temperament. Mm-hmm. The second cause is a previous bad experience. Ah. You know, the last camp went completely sideways. I'm not so keen on this anymore. I
1: have I have a story about that, but I'll save that for once once we've once we
0: get through. Right, unless you'd like me to no, share no, no, that. No, no, go on. on. Is, okay, so <laughs> the tangents are are much beloved by well at least one person. One, one person likes uh, our
1: tangents. So,
0: but hey, that's that's
1: <laughs> that's better than nobody exactly. <laughs> huh. So a tangent for our <laughs> our one listener who appreciates it. Shout out, Steph. <laughs> um, so. As a scout leader, um, now I would have been probably early 20s at this point in my scouting career. All right. Um, Me and a fellow rover, because we were still active in the program at the time. We were also scout leaders at the time, so we took our youth to... um, it'd be the equivalent of a it's a challenge camp. So a bunch of scouts from all over a given area come together, do a bunch of events that are challenging and you know, you have a good time and and that's just the idea behind the camp. Um like a challenge camp would actually have like points awarded and you'd you'd have someone that wins the camp at yeah, the end right. kind of thing, right? But this wasn't quite to the extent. Um but it was referred to. Um, the name of the camp was uh, Fort Ed, the Fort Edmonton Camp. Oh, and, okay. And it was it was hosted it was hosted at Fort Edmonton Park before it opened to the general public. In after them, uh, what was it? Is it May, May that it opens? Yeah, May yeah, long weekend. May. So the first weekend in May. Or the second weekend in May is this camp, right? So it's it's it can be spring or it can be winter. <laughs> um, and the year that we did this, we ended up taking youth to uh, to the camp, and it being a horrific event. Friday night was the worst night ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh my gosh! And, and, and I'm trying um, to think, it it was raining. Okay, it was cold. It wasn't freezing, but it was cold. So we were uh, probably in the fifties for Fahrenheit for our uh, friends south of the border. For uh, uh, it's not that warm. It, yeah, no, it's like you know, just above ten Celsius, kind of, kind of days.
0: You know. Which admittedly is actually not too bad for May, but still couple that with rain and wind. And yeah. You've got a really bad fast.
1: poor experience developing, right? So now take some scouts and you have the gamut of scouts. Great. But you have those first year scouts, some of them that have had no camping experience. Right. You have the third years that have had camping experience, but maybe not in necessarily bad weather. And you have—we um, use this as an opportunity, as a linking event, because we had had our had our ceremony, our swim-up ceremony, and we were taking the third-year cubs. That's right, as an introduction into scouting.
0: That's because it would fall in that time frame. It's. It's
1: Fort Edmonton Park. How bad could it be? You're in the
0: middle of Edmonton. You're in the middle.
1: Yeah, you're close to everything. You're blocks from home. It shouldn't be a problem. Nope. Well, (laughs) um, here's the thing: is like as soon as the sun goes down and it's windy, and you're not allowed fires, and there's the
0: oh yeah, because you're in the middle of
1: compounding factors, right? Yeah, because we're in the middle of Fort a historic, historical park, a historical monument. You can't just light up a fire uh, on the ground. That willy that, nilly, yeah, yeah. That, it doesn't work that way. So, and couple that with a leader who is beginning to get the flu. And that would be me. Uh. <laughs> so, but to to our credit, we got most of the youth situated and settled in their tents so that they were warm and dry. But we did have a couple of the third year cubs who couldn't handle it. Mm. And just that was it. They were done. They couldn't even last the night like they it was just a too too much, sen- sensory overload. I believe would be the uh the because first camping experience, really bad weather. Well, yeah, it's pretty harsh. Wind and rain is 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 a really horrible condition to camp in it you is. know even even if for the most seasoned camper you know i I would much rather camp in like a nice twenty degree day or even even a ten degree like a twelve degree day with no wind or rain, It'd just be sunny. Like yeah,
0: c- sunny and cool, that's all right. That's, that's handleable.
1: Yeah, even even though on. even those winter camps where it was you know minus twenty out, as long as it was sunny mm-hmm. and the and it wasn't like snowing on you, you were fine. Mm-hmm. Yep, pretty much. So, <clears throat> yeah, no that 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 was our experience with uh, her like a horrible experience, just probably souring a youth from all future camping trips because they pulled the pin like. Almost immediately, they were just like, I'm out.
0: Yeah, I well, and I mean, like, too, I, that kind of sounds like a lot of the experience that we had with the beavers at Beaver E, right? Again, mm-hmm. rainy, mm-hmm. consistently rainy, cold, wind, mm-hmm. wind whipping up. Um, if you don't have the proper gear for it and you're not mentally prepared for that kind of
1: mm-hmm. stuff, it is not an easy job to uh, engage a child.
0: No. And I mean, like, that's why I was so glad to see, well, A, the youth, like, I mean, the the Scouters did a tremendous job. And really, you know, thank you to the Scouters and shout out to all of my Beaver Scouters who are at Beavery e because they did a tremendous job. And I talked about this on the episode, but you know, mm-hmm. again, it's worth rehashing. They did a tremendous job of making sure that Kids had places to get dry, get energized, you know, mm-hmm. have, have a snack, some. have a drink, yeah. a warm drink, Yeah, um, get dry, get warm, and yeah. get back out there. And we kept yeah. smiles on most of the kids' faces. We had a couple yeah. who had to leave, but for the most part, we kept smiles on people's faces. Yeah. And I think, I hope that they all came through and had a good time. Yes. I don't know how any of the other scouters handled it. I know when I got home, I was wrecked. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it's not easy. Like, no, no, it's not. But it's, you know, like that's... That's definitely yeah. I mean, it's hard to rally youth through those conditions. It mm-hmm. totally is. So yeah, mm-hmm. I get that if that's like your first. Ooh, I'm a scout. I'm going camping with the scouts. Yeah. Wow, that was horrible. I mean, and even as leader even as
1: leaders, we were thinking Fort Edmonton Park. That'll be a cakewalk. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Wrong. Yep. So. There you the go. world has an interesting way of <laughs> correcting your your
0: assumptions on things. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> just when you think you have it figured uh, out. Oh, uh-huh. you think this is gonna be easy? Uh uh-uh. mm, Well then. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> All right. And uh and then the uh the third cause that Thurber identified is uh-huh. of course ambivalence. Uh,
1: so just not caring or well uh, sort of. Or is it or, caring but just not or it could be like,
0: in a way, it could actually be like not taking advice. Um, it's actually kind of an odd definition of ambivalence, and I'm not sure that's the best word for it. But like, here's how the Scouting Life article presents it: "Quote: The scout might want to go camping." I keep saying Scouting Life, it's a mm-hmm. Scouting Magazine. Anyways, BSA. <clears throat> The scout might want to go camping, but could be concerned about one particular aspect of the trip, anything from fear of the dark to anxiety about looking less competent than the more experienced scouts. Uh While some might acknowledge their fears if you ask them, uh, Thurber says that the question, if posed by other scouts, might get better results. So, like I say, ambivalence, I don't know if that's really the best word here, but it's kind of like the kid is otherwise keen to go, but there's just like some hang up, some mental hang up. That's getting in the way, whether it's just like, I don't know how to pitch a tent or I'm not going to be able to, you know, I'm not going to be able to keep dry or, oh my gosh, it's so like just that one little detail that's really a mental blocker.
1: That's kind of where I was thinking with like what my comment earlier from before our tangent, where it was like kind of the anxiety or like liking to know things and having it logically played out in their mind before they actually... Experience it, right? Yeah. And it's so, not a, yeah, and it doesn't. how to set up a tent.
0: Exactly. And it doesn't have to be based on a bad experience. No. It's just kind of like it's the pre game jitters, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um so and I mean I totally get that. You know, gosh, I still feel that in some way before I head out to any kind of camp. It's just like, okay, do I really know everything I need to know to yeah. teach the kids what they need to know? It's
1: Funny story. I I went camping with my girlfriend, and I hadn't been camping in a few years, mm. and it it was a refresher for me <laughs> to actually go out and do it again, and just be like, and this is car camping, like this is this isn't even like yeah, throwing on like a backpack and going somewhere, right? This is this is as basic as it gets, and even then I was like, oh man, I don't I don't know, am I? Do I gotta? Do I got everything? I feel like I should be packing more. <laughs> yeah. How many <laughs> so, balls am I
0: dropping? What's and, going on here? It's like, <laughs> What's going to happen? And
1: yeah, sure enough, you know, you get out there and you realize that maybe you've forgotten a thing or two and you got to, you got to re, relearn a few, or have a few hard lessons again, you mm-hmm. know,
0: but. But we talked about that in the Be yeah. Prepared episode, right? Is yeah. that, you know, like once you've gotten to sort of this mature point in, um, in the practice of yeah. preparing for a trip yeah. then you can you know come back to it if you're a few years rusty and even if you know you do wind up forgetting something that you need at home you yeah. can figure out what to do
1: you know you know what you need to do in order to get through the little obstacle exactly you can make do and and it's not a complete horrible trip whereas the more novice
0: Exactly. Um, They're not there yet, and so they're they're going to look at the thing that they know they struggle with that is probably going to come up on the trip, and it's going to be a blocker for them. Yep, for sure. All right, so... Now, having identified all these problems, mm-hmm. what can we do to fix them? Right. So that's the. <laughs> Nothing. Just yeah. feed into them. Yeah. Just
1: <laughs> <laughs> make them make them never want to go camping again. Exactly. Problem solved. Just take them, <laughs> stuff them in the
0: van, get them buckled and take them in. No, don't do that. That's not a good idea. <laughs> We're not advocating that. <laughs> no, that is the opposite of what you should do. Um, actually, one of the first things that Thurber recommends, and again, you know, based on his experience, both as a psychologist and a camp counselor is, and this is something actually that, um, this is, some, I was working on some requirements for my religion and life badge. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, uh, was working with, uh, actually, uh, an educator out of the local diocese here. And he basically, he's just like, you know what? I have to do a course for school teachers anyways. And he was looking over the materials provided by Scouts Canada. And he's just like, and I could build my entire curriculum around this. So that's what I'm going to do. And then you can audit the course oh. and you can, you know, finish that up. Right. Oh, well, there you go. But, and he's like, you know, and if that works for you, then I'll consider that, you know, satisfactory completion of the requirements of the badges. I understand them. And as you understand them and, you know, we'll then do a big, uh-huh. so September I get to wear my scout uniform to mass. It's going to be great. Uh-huh. But, um, one of the scenarios that he posed to his students basically involved um you know a particular situation in you know like uh, a youth is is having a particular set of str- uh, particular set of struggles and to date her family hasn't really been involved in anything that would help um address those struggles so now her parent is coming to you um asking for you know, like, well, what can I do? Mm -hmm. And I went in a completely different direction from some of the other people in the class. I wound up saying, I don't think there is anything that the family can really do here because, you know, like to this point, they haven't been fostering any kind of trust in their own kids' eyes that they're going to be able to address her concerns the way she needs them addressed. She needs to be pointed to a peer, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And that got a lot of positive feedback from the other members of the class. They're just like, wow, like Mm -hmm. that's, Mm -hmm. how'd you pull that one out? It's a Uh, a different way of thinking thinking a problem through, that's for sure. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, but that is actually one of the first things that Thurber recommends here too, is that um, counseling by an older scout ahead of time Mm -hmm. might be a better strategy to help a youth get over a fear of camping. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you'd hope that they listen to us scouters, and to a degree they mm-hmm. do, but it's better to hear it
1: from a, from a peer than it might be to have an adult, like, uh, for lack of a better description, at least for, from my
0: perspective, would be like, ram it down their throats. It's just like, mm-hmm. this, this is how you do it. Well, there's that. And I think, but the other thing that Thurber identifies, and this mm-hmm. is, I think, actually the key, is that the scared kid... Mm -hmm. can ask an older kid a kid question Ah, and get a kid answer. Yep. Right. And I mean, mm -hmm. you know, as much as we can try to relate to the youth in our care, Mm -hmm. we're substantially older than them. And, you know, there's going to be that gap. Mm -hmm. There's going to be that generation gap there that is going to be a bit of a communication barrier. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, even now, you know, four kids upstairs and it's Mm -hmm. still sometimes difficult for me to like understand childlike concerns that I'm pretty sure I had when I was a child. Mm -hmm. But now I look at my own kids having, you know, their own worries and concerns about, you know, kid things. And it's like, wow, really? Um, And so it's like, I usually have to like... (laughs) fail a couple of times before finally I can bring myself down to like a kid level and be like, Mm -hmm. okay, so like, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. Um, And and work with them through whatever they happen to be dealing with. So sometimes it can just be, and sometimes, you know what, I can't even do it. Sometimes I have to be just like, okay, Ella, can you just go and see, like, Ella, can you go and just talk to Elena just Mm -hmm. for a minute and Mm -hmm. see what the problem is? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's what it takes to like resolve a situation, right? So Mm -hmm. I I think is actually really genuinely onto something here is that, you know, getting one of their peers involved, someone who's kind of a little bit older, obviously, um, but, and a little more experienced, but.
1: Well, and that kind of lends itself towards, uh, you know, the whole uh, youth leading youth.
0: Right. Which we we want to see. Yep. So the, the second thing that Thurber recommends is the, uh, what he calls the slow immersion strategy. Hmm. Um, so don't put them in a tent in the back country. Yeah. Uh, first thing in September. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, build, build up do to that? it. Yeah. Ah, build up okay. to it. You know, um, <laughs> maybe some cabin somewhere. <laughs> and this actually gets back to something that was in the Beaver Scout camping handbook. Okay. You, know, you may recall mm-hmm. we went over this, um, but you know. Camping considerations for camping with five to seven year old expectations, Mm -hmm. set expectations beforehand, Mm -hmm. introduce them to the gear they'll be using on a camping Mm -hmm. weekend. Um, Introduce them to some of the roles that they'll be taking part in at the camp, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Keep their parents in the loop, let them know about the fun stuff they're going to be doing at camp. Mm -hmm. Um, Reinforce the idea that camp is going to be fun. It's going to be something that they're going to be doing with their friends. Mm -hmm. Reinforce, you know, highlight to them some of the places that they're going to visit while they're camping. Mm -hmm. Um, try and keep familiarity, you know, like use the riverbanks, use Mm -hmm. as many of the trappings of a regular meeting at camp as possible so that it doesn't seem like as much of a jarring transition between, you know, a regular meeting hall meeting and the camp experience. Yes. Um, once you're there, like tour the site, if you can make sure they know where the washroom is. Mm -hmm. Um, a good thing to know. Yeah, encourage you know bringing comfort items from home, right? So yeah. get, you know just at every turn, all of these ideas, step the youth into it, mm-hmm. um, and you know just give them opportunities to to really. I think this would probably be like the best one for, um, helping the kids who. Are having that you know that mental block you know, that mm. that one thing that they're struggling with, right? Yep. Because you can identify that and you can give them a chance mm-hmm. before they even get out there. Mm-hmm. Be just like, okay, like you read about how to pitch a tent. Well, you know what, guys, let's just sit down and yeah. we'll have a meeting about how to pitch a tent.
1: Do yeah. do the uh, relay race where you pitch a uh, put a uh, pitch a tent in um, the gymnasium. You know, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. It's
0: like, or even just yeah, bust out the tents and be just like, mm-hmm. okay, look here. Here's a tent. Set it up. Let's pick it apart. Let's figure out how this thing gets set up. Mm -hmm. Show them how to do it. Maybe do it a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, finish it off with a tent relay. Blindfolded so that they learn how to do it in the dark. (laughs) With water guns so they learn how to do it in the... No, don't do that either. (laughs) And large fans. (laughs) Actually, the beavers got a real kick out of that because, of course, we were, like, pitching the tents at Beavery and the wind was whipping up. And so it would occasionally, like, catch a tent and flip it over before Mm -hmm. we had staked it down. Mm -hmm. Beavers thought that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those mech a, tents are light enough that if they land on a beaver, the beaver thinks it's funny as opposed to painful. Ah, so uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> right. which, which tents were you using, like the uh, tarns? We, the, the we had the Volts. And uh, the okay. Wanderers. okay. So really quick to pitch. Yeah. Um. And really great once set up, but yeah. very, very light. You know, like they're backpacking um, tents. Oh, okay. So they're, they're very, very light tents. Interesting. Yeah, we replaced
1: you did, the tarns. You didn't, uh, are the tarns still there? Or I like? think, I don't
0: even know if we have them anymore. Oh, if okay. they are, they're in like... Probably, the, uh, storage, 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 not, yeah. not the, the trailers, all, um, Volts and Wanderers. Oh, so okay. Volts are three man, and the Wanderers are four man. Oh, nice. Um, and I mean, they are simple to split up. I they should... are simple to set up. Huh? Just, I, yeah.
1: I'm, I, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a classic myself. I like, uh, the Eureka four man tent, but I think that's a very fine tent. All the
0: poles <laughs> you need to like assemble by hand.
1: And yeah, you build the frame and then, oh my God, you clip everything on the inside and, well, but you know, that's the one that you can set up in the rain. You can, you the can. The tents
0: are like that too, actually. You pull the poles out of the bag. Yeah. It, they instantly, like they fold out very quickly into a spider. They're all integrated. There's no yeah. like loose pieces. Yeah. Right. Just all integrated. Fold out into a spider. mm mm-hmm. uh, Poke, you know, get them at the corners of the tent. Yeah. Clip them on, throw the fly over top. And okay. You're done. Okay. You know, very, very much in that same vein. Quick yeah. setup, just about any weather. Yeah. Um, just remember to stake them down because they're very, very light. Apparently they <laughs> blow away. Yes, they do. <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah. Um, so just, yeah, have that series of outings to mm-hmm. just sort of look mm-hmm. at the different skills that you're going to need before doing an overnight camp, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. Hey, here's how we do tents. Um, one thing I did with my beavers before we went camping is, you know, we just, I, pa- <laughs> I actually, um, and this was fun for the beavers because they got to poke a lot of fun at me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just like, okay, guys, I want you to bring, you know, all the gear you think you need.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Here's the packing list, you know, but you know, like, I want you to bring all the gear you think you need mm-hmm. to a meeting and we'll go through it. We'll just yep. talk it out. Right. Yep. Um, and we also got to like practice how to stuff sleeping bags and things like that. Oh yes, yeah. But I played along. Right. Mm-hmm. So like literally I came home from work. I had a quick bite to eat. I ran downstairs and I just grabbed whatever I thought I would need for a camp. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I ran upstairs, grabbed some clothes, threw it all in the bag mm-hmm. <clears throat> and went to the meeting. Right. Mm hmm. So okay, well, let's see what, uh, what we all did. And then, of course, at the end, it was my turn, right? And mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's see what I remembered and uh, what I forgot. Mm-hmm. Let's see how much fun I would have. You know what I forgot? My mess kit. Oh, <laughs> so you weren't eating, <laughs> were you? Yeah. yeah I was <laughs> going to be drinking my coffee out of my hand that yeah, day. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but anyway, so the kids got to poke fun at me and just yeah. like, ah. Even Tic Tac forgets. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tic Tac does forget. And that's why we have, you know, opportunities like this to yeah. practice, prepare, yep. and uh, review. Months, and then, you know, then, yep. What did we all miss? Okay then I guess when I send out emails, I will say, hey, by the way, mess kits. Yeah. Don't forget your meskit. kit. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> the inside <laughs> joke that everybody gets. Um, the other strategy that Thurber recommends, and this is one that, I mean, should come naturally anyways, especially, you know, under Canadian Path, mm-hmm. under youth-led, mm-hmm. is get the youth involved in planning the trips for themselves. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: Um, Most Because
0: definitely. a lot of time that will help to just ease some anxiety, you think? Well, yeah, because, I mean, the more ownership the kids feel mm-hmm. over a particular event, the more enthused they're going to be about it. hmm And <clears throat> the uh, the more they're going to just, the more they're going to be excited to participate, right? Right. And I mean, <laughs> you know, like, I can think of a lot of the camps we went on, and we had some really fun ones, right? hmm But you know, obviously we came through scouts at a time where it was much more leader planned and executed and we were just kind of along for it. We, yeah, I mean, we, we were encouraged. We were, we, where I think our scouters encouraged us the most was in the meal planning.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, that was certainly a, a section of ownership, but even, even to the extent of getting the gear and things like that, unless it was like a, a specialized item, like a canoe or something like yeah. that. Right. That's true too. Um, But even then, our scout leaders gave us the tools to go and get stuff. So if you didn't have equipment and you didn't know if you were like our scout leader at the time suggested, you know, that he was he was the scout leader that initially implemented um, uh, backpacks. You know, you should, you should look at buying a backpack by the end of your scouting career. You should look at buying a sleeping bag at the end of your scouting career, those kinds of things, you know, start acquiring those camping essentials as you progress through scouting. Cause that way, when you're done scouts and move into ventures and you're planning these trips wholesale, then, um, you have all your gear. Yes. But uh, he also gave us the tools uh, to go and find out where you could rent things. So if you didn't own, if you didn't own a backpack or particular gear,
0: yeah, um, where can you go to obtain it
1: short term? Yeah, the University of Alberta had their outdoor education at the time, their outdoor education program rented out gear. Yep, and I think Mech does an equipment rental.
0: Something like that, yeah,
1: or at least demo the system, uh, demo the part or whatever. You can demo some stuff. Yep. Um, what was the other one? Totem Outfitters Oh had a, man, had a Totem Exchange as well. Totem, that was right? good stuff. So, so all the more knives you could ever need. Yep. Oh, exactly. Right. So and uh, yeah, so they they gave the they they at least facilitated the tools to uh, that's to, true too. to to go and find and then like experience the the store like the lockup you know let's go to the lockup one of our nights was setting up tents I know that and and we met at the lockup and we just went out into the the field in the schoolyard and set up tents yep and so I mean true too so then the scouts learn what's in the in the storage locker as well as what's you know how to set to use it how how (laughs) to set up the equipment so you can run through stoves and you can run
0: through lanterns and all that kind of stuff. And they definitely right let there. us run the show once we were at camp, which is yeah. nice too, right? <laughs> yeah. Um which
1: come up with the duty roster and all that kind of stuff.
0: Exactly. And you know,
1: like yeah, cook the meals and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. And if it didn't get cleaned up, that was your guys' business. But you know, it was it, it was on you to make sure that the place was cleaned and and that kind of stuff.
0: Totally. Um and I mean, you know, Granted, you know, I mean, letting young kids do all the planning can have some interesting results. You may mm-hmm. just wind up eating macaroni for a week. Well, I don't think the leaders ever partook in the food that we brought to camp. I think they
1: that that also initiated the leaders looking after themselves.
0: <laughs>
1: as part of them as part of the menu. Po- yeah, you guys worry about your menu planning and we're going to uh, worry about our menu planning. And- yeah.
0: No deep fried pancake balls for. No. But no none of those. <laughs> ah, well. Um but I mean, yeah, like just getting the youth involved in planning um planning outings, just giving them that much more ownership of mm-hmm. outings is huge. Yeah, well, yeah. It's Um, because you know, like then, yeah, then it kind of stops becoming a thing that it's just like, oh my gosh, like I'm doing this thing that I have no idea how to do. And it's more just like, Ooh, we're going to get to do that thing that I suggested. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to go do this thing that I suggested. And I guess, you know, maybe to, I don't know, how how do I want to? I guess too, like, you know, beyond all these tips, I mean, it, it may be that, you know, like a kid has like a genuine deep seated fear mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. is just not able to, to hack it,
1: to go mm-hmm. for like
0: an overnight trip or mm-hmm. something like that. And I think it's important to realize, well, hopefully you realize that before you have this kid out in like a forest somewhere. But it's also important to realize that, you know, as a scouter, you're not his psychologist. Mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. you're not her psychology, you're not that youth's um you know psychiatric help. If a youth has a genuine deep seated irrational fear of camping, that's not on you, the scouter, to correct and overcome mm-hmm. you know I mean yes, by all means. You can try different strategies to ease a youth into the idea of going for a camp. But that's not your Exactly. that's not your role as a scouter. Exactly. Well, yeah. And I mean like well I, right like you can you can use all these different strategies to try and, you know, alleviate fears mm-hmm. and just get but. youth who are uncomfortable more comfortable with the idea of camping and you know get them out on a couple of adventures and if they have a good time then hopefully you know they're just like oh this isn't so bad and they want to go but if you genuinely have a youth who's just like we're talking about paralyzed at the very thought of yeah Yeah. no like that's inconsolable when it comes to Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. that's not on you the scouter to fix yes and you know hopefully the youth's parents aren't going to put you in a situation where you feel that way
1: but in in the same vein like parents should kind of know like at least from a from a separation anxiety side of things uh you know a feeling of homesick and that kind of stuff those kinds of feelings that uh come up from uh, from youth that are away from home for the first time and you'd like to think that the parents would at least you know identify that maybe this is their their kid's first experience with that so that you as as the leader have that in the back of your head knowing exactly Go, going into the situation that you know hey not only is
0: this the first camping trip this is the first time away from home and yeah you know and i mean like two it's going to be different at different age levels right mm-hmm, i'm mm-hmm. actually surprised at how comfortable most of my beavers are with being out and granted we're sleeping in cabins but even when like we're routed out mm-hmm. um I'm surprised at how comfortable most of the youth are with mm-hmm. being away from home um, and maybe even away from parents, yeah. right? Yep. Um, granted, we had more parents, more scouters and more parents attending at Beaver E. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I think of like the winter camp we did where it was basically all scouters. or only a couple of parents along for the ride. Yep. Um, and the youth were just fine with it. We were in cabins then, but still, yeah. they just had a blast with it. And it's... You know, like, it just, it surprises me how at ease some of the five-year-olds were with, you know, being away from home, in some cases for the first time, and no parent there. Well, if they
1: come from a large family, maybe they enjoy the fact that they're they're finally (laughs) finally
0: away. Uh, Youngest, (laughs) yeah. When you're the youngest of four, uh, (laughs) that's going to be William in a few years. Um, But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you do hope, and we've talked about this before, is that you do hope that... Parents know their own kids well enough to know how well they're going to do at camp, or at least to have Mm -hmm. some sense of how well they're going to do at camp. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it's something unforeseen, but you know, hopefully, like the parents have an idea. It's just like, wow, like I can't leave my kid alone at a birthday party Mm -hmm. with his best buddy from school. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm totally going to send him into the forest for the night. That's totally going to not be a complete disaster. Yeah. No, like, you know, I mean, hopefully as a parent, you've had enough experience of your own child of your own children to know what their limits are and where their stress points are going to be. And you know what, if they seriously can't, I mean, the nice thing too is that, you know what, if they can't, if you know your child's not going to do well in an overnight camp without you, Mm -hmm. we don't discourage parents from coming along, right? No, not at all. Totally fine. And we're, we're glad to have you if that's what your child needs or if you just want to pitch in and help out. Um, and I mean, if you got to make the call, it'd be just like you know what. You can come out to any other scouting activity, but the camps are just off the radar for now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's all right too. Yep. You know, um, communication mm-hmm. between the scouters and the parents, making sure that these understandings are in place mm-hmm. ahead of time, is key. Yep. Yeah. I I agree. Ah, uh, well,
1: that was pretty darn good. I would say so.
0: Indeed. Um, some
1: tangents were had.
0: Some tangents were had. Yeah, we should totally do, uh, <laughs> do some stories about. Well, we got a couple of, you did the Alberta Jamboree. I never went to that Alberta Jamboree.
1: I'd, I've done uh, one of the Alberta Jamborees. I've done uh, CJ and I've done the World Jamboree. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Al- Alberta and the World were done as offers of service.
0: Are you talking about the 2005 SBJ?
1: Uh, yes. Well, there was also the other one.
0: Okay. Oh, two thousand three. Yeah. Okay. There See, were two.
1: There were two Alberta jamborees that are, or two two jamboree esque. One was an Alberta jamboree. The other was the SBJ. Yeah, I um,
0: because yeah, I never did AJ two thousand
1: three, or was it B two R?
0: I thought it was SBJ.
1: No, it would be SBJ because B two R happened while we
0: were in England. Right. That's what it was. Okay. That's right. Um. Right. Yeah, I missed AJ two thousand and three. Right. But I was there with you at SBJ. Right. Um, and then we did WJ together as well. That's right. <coughs> and then I also did uh-huh. CJ97, which was pointed out to me that you, I, for some reason I thought you were along for that one, but you mm-hmm. weren't no, along for that one.
1: I was not at 97, but I went to 93. Right.
0: So anyways, it would be good to do uh, another couple of Jamboree memory. Episodes, yeah. But yeah. another time, another yeah. time, because it's getting late. It is. Um Oh, actually, you know, do you, speaking of SBJ, do you remember um, remember when we did that May tour down there to assess the site? Yes. And there was that dude that we met, um, Chris. Yes. You know, big beard. Yep. Yeah. Ran into him, actually, at Cabaret. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How's he doing? He's doing all right. Nice. He's doing all right. He's yeah. not working at Impisa anymore. Oh, okay. But uh, his, his group is out of this region now, but it's just oh, like, okay. oh, hey, I, I haven't yeah. seen you in, like, literally a decade. yeah. How you doing? So that was kind of a chance encounter, but anyways. Right. Um, it's a small world after all. No, not that. Anything but that. Uh, actually, I do have one shout out to, uh, to Matt. And Matt says, G'day, I just listened to your, prepared, to your Be Prepared podcast. You guys are great, so thanks for a great show. Um, if you made a scarf and would ship it to Australia, I would love to buy one. I'm a Joey Scout assistant leader. Hmm. So, hi Matt, shout out to Matt, thank you for the feedback, glad thank you liked you. the episode. Yep. And, uh, alright, I will take the scarf idea under advisement. Also had, actually, on that note, I'm reminded. Email, 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 email. Gosh, I haven't watched Strong Bad episodes in forever, I should really get back on that. Not that they're du- making du- new du- ones du- these du- days, du- but, du- you know. Um, the, the system yes, is down. I, I, you know what, I actually have to jump in, um, because... Have I ever talked about um have I ever talked about Chris? have I mentioned Chris on the podcast before um uh, mm-hmm. which one uh okay, well, <laughs> oh yes, we were just talking about activecrit uh, yes, no uh, Chris who sends in emails oh okay, uh okay, <laughs> Chris who sends in emails yeah, so okay. shout out to also to <laughs> sorry Chris who sends in
1: emails <laughs> yes,
0: so uh as
1: opposed I, to Chris who used to work at M-Pisa. yes, <laughs> so I guess
0: I have to um. <laughs> I, 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 this is a very belated shout out because okay. he actually got in touch back on uh, June 5th and he sent in mm. a suggestion. He says, my suggestion for, uh, well he says, first, great podcast, keep up mm. the good work. Thank you. Uh, my suggestion for a future podcast episode is working with special needs youth. Ooh. Realize it's a broad subject, but yes. even having a child or youth worker or some other person with a background in child development as a guest who can offer some tips and strategies about youth with special needs uh-huh. and how we as Scouters can better identify and understand those needs. That's that's a good one. Yep. Actually, oh, I cool. sent a reply back to that one. Uh, I mm-hmm. said, thank you for the feedback and the suggestion. And as it happens, I actually recorded an episode that touches on this topic. It'll probably be coming out later this month. Mm-hmm. When it airs, I'd love to hear your feedback about it. And I'll add this topic suggestion to our list as well. If there's any follow-up we need to do about it, it'll be there to point to. So first so, off, an apology to Chris. You know that episode I talked about needing to recover the data for? Yes. This is that episode. That is that episode. Dang okay. it. <laughs> of all the episodes, it has to be that one. But... <laughs> Um, he actually just wrote in again recently. Uh, still he, waiting for that episode. Well, <laughs> no, 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 Actually. Um, so Chris, yeah, I hope you'll take this as an explanation of why you still haven't heard that darn episode because currently it's lost on my backup drug, where the heck that is. Um, he wrote in following up to that one. He said, mm-hmm. what the topic I thought of as I continue to get caught up in the podcasts is a troop wrap up of a year on the path, similar to what I had done with viewers, oh. mm-hmm. uh, I'm interested in hearing other successes on the path without the negativity that comes from uh, some of the Facebook groups. Gotcha there. Um, That candid review, part of the plan to review I read about somewhere Uh, Mm -hmm. on a side note, I appreciate your honesty and forwardness on the episode about respect in sports and what scouting has meant to you. Uh, It took that courage. We tried to instill in the youth and even ourselves. So, um, and actually, yeah, I think I would like to do a wrap up. That is, I really have to remember to do that one. I'm going to actually, you know what? Send me that email again next week. That's not an instruction to you, Chris. I was just telling my email client to do that. It's going to resend me the email as of tomorrow. <laughs> ah, so it comes up to the top of your inbox as opposed to. Exactly. Uh, I gotcha. Um, he also wrote in, though, about the Be Prepared episode. Oh, nice. Yes. He said, uh, in response to some thoughts on the Be Prepared podcast, uh, specifically about the Necker, mm-hmm. I'd go further to suggest a podcast crest to be made available. Ooh, even for sale. You can never have too many crests for the blankets. Mm hmm. So. It's true. Yes. So, sort of a belated and overdue shout out to Chris, Mm -hmm. and also thank you for that suggestion. I actually agree, a uh, a crest would be a really great way to do this, Mm -hmm. Um, and now I guess I'm going to have to design one. Yeah, I don't think it would be as difficult as you think. Probably not. No. I mean, I I think for you it's about finding time. For me, it's about finding time and being happy you, with the end, end design. Right? Yeah, yeah, I kind of like to go back to something like the fleur de lis with the yeah, microphone. I'm yeah, probably going to move back in that direction again. Well, you know, there's probably going to be another logo change, but yeah,
1: I was I was going to say that I I do enjoy the uh, the the necker, and you know we don't want to anger people with uh, mm. you know ripping off something, but this is true. This is true.
0: I I'm pretty sure we. Uh, although We're, I've yeah. had some additional feedback, apparently WOSM only trademarks. Um, two aspects of that. One is the outer rope. Okay. And the other one is, I can't remember, but it's not the no. whole logo. So like is if I got the rid of the stars ro- on the, f- maybe if I got rid of the outer rope though, I'd mm. probably be like well outside what would be considered a uh, copyright violation.
1: Oh, okay. But anyways, well, we can, we can, uh, toss some design ideas yeah, we'll around, play around with yeah. it,
0: but we're anyways. smart. <laughs>
1: yeah. SMRT. <laughs> there
0: you go. Um, <laughs> But anyways, yes, uh, a crest is something I, w- I would like to work on as well because I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. always good for the, yeah. the badge trading or whatever else. Mm-hmm. All right. You got any show notes? Hmm. No. Cool. Well, as always, big thanks <laughs> to scouting radio, uh, for rebroadcasting our episodes to their worldwide audience. And yeah. if you are listening to us on scouting radio or listening to us at all, really, um, We'd really love it if you got in touch, actually. And there's yeah. a few. Well, you know what? You should say you're Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, and how does one get a hold of us? There you go. Yeah. Um, there's a few different ways. Um, first off, um, email, of course. You can send us an email, as Chris does. Uh, podcast at gmail.com. And thank you, Chris, for your continued emails. Exactly. Thank you, sir. Um, you can also... Uh, Matt, for example, actually, uh, who we mentioned before from Australia got in touch with us via the Facebook page because mm. the Facebook Thank page I also can receive messages there at mm. uh, so that's facebook.com slash scouting stuff podcast. Thank you Matt for your yep. comments there. I've had some engaging conversations on Twitter so that's twitter.com slash ssysk podcast. So what do you call people that use Twitter? Are, are, uh, they, are they
1: like Twitterers? Uh, <laughs> probably. Tw- tw- tweeters? Tweet? I
0: mean uh, I, <laughs> I, Tweetheads? I mean, I, I've, heard some, I've heard, I've heard, I've <laughs> heard twits. <laughs> oh wait, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. No, no. <laughs> no, no. I've heard, I've heard the term tweeps before as tweeps? well. You know, like uh, my peeps. Okay, okay. My yeah. no. I don't know. Okay, it's um, it's a thing. Uh, yes, I'm too old for Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Probably I am too, but yet I am on it. Yeah, oh, well, uh, you are our social media. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. voice <laughs> um we're on instagram too now actually so oh. you can find us on instagram.com sla- slash do we, scouting do stuff. We podcast do we post pictures on instagram regularly i mostly just post camp photos hmm. whatever else or like whenever i mess with the logo i post it there as well ah, okay but Fair uh, enough. anyways so yeah instagram you can we're find on us instagram as well. and of course you can leave us a review nice uh especially on itunes because of course well a we get those yep. and you know we're more than happy to read out your comments. Uh, On the podcast episodes, and also it helps to make us a little more visible. Yeah, helps in the overall ratings. Exactly. Which I haven't checked in a while. I should really see how we're doing. But I imagine things are on the up and up, so... Yeah. All right. Well, that was a good episode. I think so. Uh, All right.
1: I I think we... I think... I won't say we knocked it out of the park, but I'm pretty sure we, you know... You know, three three bases.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad I'm, we actually I'm, found time to record when, you know, like I've literally got a two-week-old baby. In yeah, yeah me too. I didn't think that was necessarily going to be a thing that would happen, but yeah. uh, there That's it is. Like, woo. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, be prepared.